The Writer Files, a member of the Podglomerate Network. I want to mention a great resource for writers, and this month's sponsor, Truth is the Arrow, Mercy is the Bow, a DIY manual for the construction of stories. I'll expound later in the show, but the short version is this long-awaited book about the craft of creative writing from New York Times bestselling author Steve Almond sets out to debunk the well-meaning but misguided myths that hold us back from writing our deepest and most honest work. Pick up a copy today of Truth is the Arrow, Mercy is the Bow, wherever you buy books, more soon. Greetings, scribes. I have got some exciting news to share. The Writer Files now has an exclusive Patreon community where subscribers will get exclusive access to uncut ad-free interviews, a writer's happy hour, bonus breakdowns, and content from productivity and publishing experts each month. In the meantime, just head over to patreon.com slash thewriterfiles. It's free to join Patreon to get a preview and you can upgrade anytime. That's patreon.com slash thewriterfiles. Help us start something special. And all these people were like, oh my God, I need to write a thousand words a day too. So that's how I, it all really started was just a very organic thing of me saying, all right, here, sign up for this newsletter. I'll send you a little letter. You know, I, I mean, I really feel very connected with the writing community online and in person. It's really important to me. And I, I just know what writing has done for me in my life. Um, all the great things that it's done for me, not just professionally, but um, spiritually, emotionally, all those kinds of things. So I just kind of wanted to encourage people to do it. And it just really has grown from there. And we had maybe 2,000 people sign up the first year and then 5,000 and then 10,000. And then really 2020 was when things kind of, people were home, you know? So, and people were like, all right, I have time. <laughs> all we had was time, you know, a lot of people. And welcome back to The Writer Files. I am your humble host, Calvin Reed, wishing you pages, patience, and perseverance per usual. New York Times bestselling author Jamie Attenberg spoke with me about documenting the process of being a writer, online and off, building a global literary movement, and her latest 1,000 words. Jamie Attenberg is the New York Times bestselling author of seven books of fiction, including The Middle Stains, All Grown Up, and her recent memoir, I Came All This Way to Meet You. Her work has been published in 16 languages. She's the founder of the annual 1,000 Words of Summer Project and maintains the popular Craft Talk newsletter. Jamie's latest is 1,000 Words, a writer's guide to staying creative, focused, and productive all year round. Inspired by her wildly popular literary movement, 1,000 Words of Summer, this writer's guide features encouraging essays on creativity, productivity, and writing from over 50 acclaimed authors, including Roxane Gay, Lauren Groff, Celeste Ng, Meg Wolitzer, and Carmen Maria Machado. LitHub said of the book, it will be the new Bird by Bird. You heard it here first. A book list starred review called it a fantastic set of essays. Readers of this collection will feel surrounded and bolstered by like-minded people who've been in the trenches. In this file, Jamie and I discussed the blessing and curse of knowing you're a writer how she built an online writing community into a literary movement, her tongue-in-cheek approach to the craft, the reason she uses the seasons as a metaphor for writers, how to harness the power of write-alongs, and a lot more. Stay calm and write on. And don't forget, you can always support this show by heading to writerfiles.fm, where you can also sign up for email updates and other resources for writers. 
And if you're a fan of The Writer Files, please click follow to automatically see new interviews in your podcatcher as soon as they're published and drop us a rating or a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you tune in to help other writers find us. All right, we are back on The Writer Files. I am honored today to be joined by an esteemed guest. We have the New York Times bestselling author, Jamie Attenberg, is hanging out with us today, and I can't wait to talk about all things writing. Thank you for doing this. Hi, it's nice to be here. Yeah, this is um, this is a special uh, edition of the show, I think, because of your latest, A Thousand Words, A Writer's Guide to Staying Creative, Focused, and Productive All Year Round, um, which would seemingly fit quite well into our uh, programming here, where we talk to so many different types of authors, but this is really cool because, I mean, I want to talk about your kind of background as a, as a best-selling author, of course, as an essayist and, and more recently um, a memoirist as well. But you seem to kind of embody, you know, this, uh, this writerly lifestyle. And I want to take you back a little bit and just talk about your superhero origins a little bit because you've said, I think, in the past that you've, you kind of felt like you were born a writer. I mean... It's the curse, right? <laughs> if we get, if we wake up and realize that we're a writer and then we have to do it for the rest of our lives, the curse and the blessing. But yeah, I was like really young when I started out writing, when I was probably, you know, four or five or something like that, writing little short stories. And it was just always a thing that I love to do the most. Well, you've written about it at length. And of course, you offer all kinds of advice to writers in your current, you know, position kind of as both a scribe and um, yeah, also offering um, help and, and through your kind of your craft talk um, newsletter. And of course this movement that sprung out of a need to kind of create this uh, so-called like writer's boot camp, right? Talk, take us back a little bit because, you know, obviously in, in 2012 you had this uh, breakout hit novel. And of course, you've written over, I think, seven novels now, or you maybe are you working on your eighth novel? My eighth comes out next year, actually. Yeah. Um, well, I want to talk about that as well. But uh, yeah, so ta- take us back a little bit and just talk about kind of how you got here and this really interesting uh, kind of this moment where you where you came to the thousand words of summer, hashtag thousand words of summer, and then, uh, yeah, kind of what sprung from it and, and, and then everything else around it. Yeah, sure. So I was, um, I have been writing a lot of novels um, over the years. My first book came out, I think, in 2006. And I pretty much put out a book every two years since then. And 2012 is when I kind of had my breakout book. So I was able to just focus more on being a writer and not having to do day jobs as well. So I was always working, doing day jobs and, and writing novels. Um, because as I'm sure people listening to this know, just because you publish a book doesn't mean you get to quit your job <laughs> and be a writer full time. So when I was finally able to do that, I really, I really took it quite seriously. And I viewed it as a gift. And I have always been somebody who's been really interested in the process of being a writer and documenting that process online. Even before I was a published author, I would write about writing, and I was a, a pretty online person. I think it, yeah. So 2008, am I getting my own years right? I think that's right. I was um, talking with a friend of mine, my friend Anne, who lives down the block from me, who's a writer, uh, memoirist, and she runs the creative writing program at um, a high school here, uh, the arts high school in the neighborhood. And we were talking about just kind of 
getting a little kickstart to our writing and summer was approaching for her and she was like, all right, I need to dive in. And so, and I had a deadline that I was kind of working towards. So we decided to do, to write a thousand words a day for two weeks straight. And then I just posted it online because that's really my presence online is talking, really being a total writer nerd online. And all these people were like, oh my God, I need to write a thousand words a day too. So that's how it all really started was just a very organic thing of me saying, all right, here, sign up for this newsletter. I'll send you a little letter. You know, I, I mean, I really feel very connected with the writing community online and in person. It's really important to me. And I, I just know what writing has done for me in my life. Um, all the great things that it's done for me, not just professionally, but um, spiritually, emotionally, all those kinds of things. So I just kind of wanted to encourage people to do it. And it just really has grown from there. And we had maybe 2000 people signed up the first year and then 5,000 and then 10,000. And then really 2020 was when things kind of people were at home, you know? Mm, mm-hmm. So, and people were like, all right, I have time. <laughs> all we had was time, you know, a lot of people. So I think that that's really, I mean, it had been happening for years, but that was kind of the year that I noticed that it was people kept coming back. And so, um, so I just, I just kept building it from there. And now there's, I think almost 35,000 people that are signed up for it. And it's like a very, it's a steady growth, but it's not, it's not over the top because it's not like a, it's, it's sexy only if you think it's sexy. Do you know what I mean? Like not everybody (laughs) wants to write, be a writer. Um, And not everybody wants, not, not everybody finds it intriguing to write that much. It's a lot of work to do it. Um, And it's a really, it's really intense. It can be a really intense experience for people, but I think, it can be really positive too and encouraging. And I know people have built, have made friendships out of it. There's a very popular Slack um, as well. Um, And there's all these incredible writers, professional writers who send letters every year too. So it's like, it's my letter that goes out. And then also there's a letter that somebody else has written. And we have just, you know, so many incredible authors who contribute. Um, we had Kiesi Lehman this year. We've had Roxanne Gay. We've had Alex Chi. I mean, everybody, every writer that you're reading right now that's that's out there is is has contributed to this. Or some of, I have some people who haven't, and they're my they're my white whales, and I'm going to get them someday. <laughs> someday I'm going to get someday I'm going to get you, Jessman. You know what I mean? Like I can add <laughs> her every year, and, she does, and she's too busy. But um, yeah, so there's people out there that I like that I want to have contribute to it, but it's been, it's been really cool. And, and yeah, so now it's a, it's a book. I turned it into a book. Earlier in the show, I mentioned an invaluable resource for writers. Truth is the arrow. Mercy is the bow, a DIY manual for the construction of stories based on three decades of writing, failing, and trying again. Author Steve Almond is a beloved professor at Harvard and Wesleyan and the acclaimed New York Times bestseller of 12 books of fiction and nonfiction. And in Truth is the Arrow, Mercy is the Bow, Steve employs the radical empathy he displayed as a co-host of the Dear Sugars podcast with Cheryl Strayed, where they explored the joys and trials of storytelling to explode myths that hold us back from writing our deepest and truest work. The book includes chapters on plot, character, and chronology, but travels far beyond the earnest intentions of most craft books. It also includes writing prompts to generate new work. Pulitzer Prize-winning author Richard Russo called it one of the best books on writing he's ever read, and also the funniest. 
Pick up a copy of Truth is the Arrow, Mercy is the Bow, a DIY manual for the construction of stories wherever you buy books and add it to your TBR today. And just a quick aside to revisit the exclusive Writer Files Patreon community where subscribers get access to uncut ad-free interviews, a writer's happy hour, bonus breakdowns, and a lot more. I know that for serious writers, it can be more distracting than ever to cut through the noise, stay productive, and home in on what's happening in the publishing industry. Over eight years, we've provided a looking glass into the habits of professional writers and publishing industry insiders. And as your humble host, I've decided to launch a membership-based Patreon for serious scribes to cut through the noise, swap tips and tricks, and hang out with like-minded peers. Just head over to patreon.com slash the writer files for bonus writing resources, monthly episode breakdowns, writer's happy hour, a community of your peers, ad-free episodes, and more. It's free to join to get a preview and you can upgrade anytime. That's patreon.com slash the writer files. Help us start something cool and special. Keep calm and write on. thousand words a writer's guide to staying creative focused and productive all year round it is uh going to be available january 9th of 2024 which is super exciting and you're going to be like on a whirlwind tour i believe and even you're even going to be in london before you hit the oh that's just online that'd be great if i was actually going to be in london (laughs) (laughs) no no but there's a great there's a great online um organization called london writer salon that has, um, they have, I think they have classes and they have, um, just, you can just sign up and, and write alongside people on zoom. They do this all the time. I think every single day. Um, I don't know if they have an in-person space in London or not, but I think they do. Yeah. So they asked me to do a zoom discussion, uh, and I'm happy to do that. And I've heard really great things about their organization. So I'm happy to connect with them. Yeah, I mean, there's there's people just, that's the other thing is there are people who do this all over the world. It's really, it's something that's, it's hard for me to like really comprehend that there's so many people who do it, but I, you know, I've toured all over the world and, you know, since the pandemic, I've gone and um, for, for other books that have come out. Um, and there always is somebody at an event. Like in, I went to Germany and every single event in Germany was somebody who, do, who does a thousand words a summer or subscribes yeah. to the newsletter. So it's, it's just really amazing. I don't know if somebody, I don't know if half these people have read any of my novels, <laughs> <laughs> but they have, but they have, they do understand what this is, you know? So it's great. Amazing. And the book yeah. is every time you say the full title of it, I, I wince a little bit. So you don't need <laughs> to read the, um, the okay. subtitle. I appreciate it though. A thousand words is fine. I'd like, Oh, that's a mouthful. <laughs> It's cool. Um, Yeah, A Thousand Words, of course, born out of your popular literary movement. And it's really inspiring, um, the whole story kind of behind it. And then, of course, the book itself is is beautiful, Um, really cool cover. I know you've you've been lauding it online. And, of course, I'll point at your home base and your Instagram and stuff. Lots of cool stuff. I mean, this is a, a... it's a cool cover, right? Yeah, I mean, I the cover is like is really special to me. Um, so the the logo, it uh, in that sort of handwriting scrawl, kind of graffiti print handwriting scrawl, was originally offered to me online by a New Orleans artist, visual artist named Jacques Pierre Francois, and I think it was like maybe the third year or fourth year or something. Somebody was like, "You guys need a lo-. like." I didn't even have a logo for it. I just didn't. 
I was like, I just did it once every once a year for two weeks. And then I was like, this is just very text based. It's just very direct or just, you know, quick and dirty, do these emails. Let's just, you know, let's just do this. And so he is someone that I knew from online. I hadn't met in person yet. Um, but he was like, I'll do a logo for you for free. And then he just gave it to me like an hour later. And so we, I would look great because he's so talented. And so we ended up using it on t-shirts and mugs and things like that. And then when we sold the book, the publisher said, we want to use him to do the cover art for it. And it ended up looking really incredible. And he's some, he's somebody who's just blowing up so much in new Orleans. Like if you live here, you're like, you know who he is because his work is all over the city. And, you know, he's just, he's like on billboards and, you know, album covers and um, he's in the, the basketball stadium like he has a big mural up. So, and, but he's really, he's somebody who's really inspiring to me. And while I think that this book is primarily about writing, it is also a book about creativity and productivity and, and sort of sticking to it. And he's somebody who I've just watched him emerge over these last couple of years and just, just really blow up. And so it's exciting to have his work on my work and, and that that is, has become its own kind of cool collaboration. Yeah. Very cool. Um, well, I've been really enjoying dipping in and out of this book. Um, you know, I, I feel like it doesn't need to be read linearly, but it can be, of mm-hmm. course. Um, yes. And just so much great advice in here. And, you know, I think some of the things that stuck out, I mean, obviously the accountability framework, I, I think, is uh, a really important one. And then the idea of, you know, just allowing yourself to write this messy AF uh, first draft. I think, as you put it, but um, yeah, just kind of these stepping stones and the ship metaphor, I think it was, was a really good one as well. Um, yeah, that's my favorite chapter of that ship yeah. chapter. Yeah. Talk a little bit about that because I mean, I, when I read it, I just was like, yeah, this is, this is really, really great, especially, you know, that it's t- towards the beginning of the book and it, it just kind of propels the, you know, the, the structure is, is amazing. Cause as I said, you can kind of dip in and out. There's um, obviously all these New York Times bestselling authors and award winners and and just truly inspiring uh, writers who have even been on this show. I think half a dozen of these authors have been on this show, including Brian Washington, uh, Cynthia DeBrief Sweeney, Emma Straub. Uh, I think you are friends with Emma. But um, yeah, talk a little bit about uh, a little bit more about just kind of how you've set it up and, and why this why you know things like the fourth truths are even though it's like this condensed nugget of wisdom like why these things are just like hand built by you for writers as you put it i mean it's not like a so it's not like a traditional craft book by any means i mean i think that those craft books are wonderful and have you know are inspiring and have their place in the world but i was not interested in writing a craft book my newsletter is called craft talk and it's very tongue-in-cheek because i don't i think I'm not an academic. I didn't get an MFA. Um, and and I'm, I think that there are people who speak that language and are really good at it. And I'm just not one of those people. But I, what I am good at is motivating people and encouraging people and thinking about what it means to be a writer. So the structure of the book is, you know, I've written half of it and then half of it is these letters, some of which were previously published online, but are no longer available online. And then some of which were are, were written fresh and new for the book by by different writers. But the structure of the book, from my perspective, is I always had this summer metaphor, a thousand words a summer, obviously about generating new work. Um, and but as I started to think about 
um, this project and look at uh, all these letters from all these writers from the past years, what emerged was that not everyone feels like a summer <laughs> all the time. Like we're not always able to sit down and madly generate our work, but there's more and there's more to being a writer than just that, that generation. And so this sort of four season structure emerged, you know, the project told me what it wanted to be as with, you know, any kind of, any kind of project that you're writing at some point, the project is going to speak to you and say, okay, this is how you, how you need to tell me, and this is not how you need to show me to the world. And so um, the four seasons um, in this book are um, obviously winter. I mean, there's only four seasons, but uh, winter is kind of about being more internal and thinking about um, what kind of writer you want to be, why you want to write, kind of having that conversation with yourself. And then spring is about being sort of preparing yourself for being generative and figuring out what your distractions are, even if your distraction is just yourself. Um, and kind of carving up a space for yourself where you want to, even if it's just picking out where you want to sit, you know, where you want to do the work, what time of day you want to do the work. And then summer is still summer, just being just like madly, messily generating work. And then fall is about forgiving yourself for what you haven't done yet and kind of preparing yourself for the future, thinking about criticism, how to receive criticism, how to give criticism, things like that. So, and then all the letters kind of fell in, you know, from other authors really fell into this framework too. So there's kind of this, there is a specific structure and there is a, um, there is like a beginning, middle and end in my mind to this book, but it also mm -hmm. is definitely built for the way that you're experiencing it, which is that you can just pick it up and flip to any page and you're going to get something out of it. Like literally any page is <laughs> there, all these, all these chapters for the most part are like a page or two. So you can, you can really have that experience of, oh, am I picking this up? And, um, and I'm getting, you know, Brian Washington writing me that letter, or am I picking this up? And uh, me, Jamie, I'm like, you know, telling you, you can do it. You can, you know, don't give up, just keep going. Even though some of it is really kind of basic, I have, I really thought about this as a motivational book and I studied other motivational books and I think that it's a little bit more literary <laughs> than your average motivational book, meaning like writing, even though I think motivational books are really great. Like I think like on a sentence level, I've tried to really, you know, write, write some beautiful sentences for everyone to inspire them too. But it is really, there is a certain repetition to it. But I think that that is kind of what we need because actually writing is like, to get to the end of a project, it's just a really repetitive act. Like every day you sit down and you do the work. Right. And, the, and you know, that really comes through in, the in a lot of the messages, I think. And even in the letters, of course. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. We're all kind of pointing at the same thing. And I think 
the four truths are really should be etched on every writer's. Um, <laughs> oh my god, I have to look them up now. I have okay, to remember. I can read them. Uh, if <laughs> oh you no, want. I got them. I got them. Okay. Okay. Should I read, right. read them? Yeah. Do you want to read them? That'd be great. Yeah. Okay. Number one is we can't finish what we don't start. Two, the only way to the end is through. Three, it's important to celebrate our accomplishments. And four, we must forgive ourselves for that, which we have simply not done yet. Yeah. And it, it, it kind of, again, you know, like slogans and sayings and that kind of thing are, have always been something I think that writers kind of hang on to, you know, like we all have these favorite quotes or, you know, like, like there's some almost like dogma uh, in, in the, or even superstition in, in the writing life that, you know, you gotta hang on, you gotta hold on to something really to kind of, to remind yourself to just keep going as you put it and, and not abandon ship. My dream is really truly that this book lives on people's desks and that, because I've had those books in my life and I just really want it to be sitting there. So whenever you're just like uh, having a moment, whatever kind of moment it is like, but it's just there for you to pick up and really find, find that you're not alone, you know? <laughs> yeah. You are not alone. Amazing. Amazing. So yeah, again, contributions from Roxanne Gay, Lauren Groff, uh, Meg Wolitzer, Alexander Chi, and many, many others. Um, of course, incorporating your own distinct blend of humor and heartfelt advice, writing a thousand words a day without any judgment, bias, or concerns about writer's block takes every writer further with their ideas and skills. Um, yeah, congrats on the work. It's really, it really is going to live on my desk personally. Uh, a thousand words. What are you working on? You know, I'm, I have kind of been in a, you know, just kind of a planning phase. Like, what am I going to do next? What am I, what am I going to work on? So you, this is, I I'm sorry. What do you usually write? Um, I have written a novel. I've, I have been a screenwriter in a past life, a recovering screenwriter, Yeah. but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm planning on a new piece of fiction and, and just trying to, I'm in that like planning phase. Like what, what am I really going to commit to? And I think this came to me at a really great time. Um, almost a perfect time. I was just talking to a friend of mine who's, who's, who hasn't read the book yet, but I was like, she has published two novels and she just started a new job. And she was like, uh, I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing next. She's like, I kind of am just thinking about what kind of writer I am, like having to decide what kind of writer I am. And I was like, man, that is such an important question. Like, it's just, it, it it's something that like you could spend your entire life trying to figure out. And also what's kind of magical about it is that it can, it can change from book to book. Like when you say, Oh, I'm a recovering screenwriter, you know, you, but you were that and you identified as that. And that was, that informed what you did when you look, how you looked at yourself, how you interacted with the world, how you talked about yourself to the world, what you were sitting down to do every day and what you were trying to accomplish with, with that time. And now you're like, oh no, I'm now I'm an, I'm a novelist. And that actually, you know, a writer being a writer, being a writer is like an inherent magical, crazy making <laughs> kind of thing. But, <laughs> yeah. and, but, you know, but being a novelist is like having that specific kind of vibe on it. It changes, it change, it just changes you a little bit once you decide. And you might, you know, like 10 years from now, you might be like, um, I'm a poet actually like that. And that would just change everything too. And so I think it's, it's something, I think it's really important for people to say who they are and, you know, what kind of writer they are out loud and, and, and explore that because it actually will help you 
unpack so many things. It's not just, I want to write a novel, but I am a novelist or I'm a fiction writer or, you know, that specificity of it is meaningful, I believe. Yeah. Well, it's really interesting, honestly, too, coming from you because you've worn so many hats. And of course, this is a fantastic piece of nonfiction and reporting from the trenches. But yeah, uh, I mean, this is a great book full of fantastic advice from also a writer who, you know, has been a New York Times bestseller, but also dipped into your own memoir. And and yeah, how do you how do you describe yourself now as a writer? Oh, my gosh. I mean, it is like writing. And also I have these newsletters, which are, you know, I didn't really take very seriously. Like they were kind of a one off. But now it's like I have two newsletters, like I have the craft talk. And then I just started a new project called the 52 Project, which is just a year long, but it's writing about aging and being a woman and midlife stuff every day, every week. Sorry, not every day. That'd be insane. Um, Every week (laughs) for a year. So 52. So I just turned 52. It's 52 weeks a year. Um, And I'm just going to try that as an experiment to see like what I learn about myself and how I can build a community out of that. Um, Yeah, I mean, I think writing is like on a spectrum. So when I do put on different hats, I know I, I have to sort of feel differently. Like I have different boundaries. If I'm writing a personal essay versus a newsletter versus a novel, it, things do shift when I sit, you know, when I sit down. I'm waiting for copy edits for this novel that'll come out, I think in September of 2024. It's called A Reason to See You Again. And that is my eighth book or eighth novel, I should say. And I like, I love living in the fictional world. Like that is to me, like just so much fun. And actually, even though I think doing copy edits kind of sucks, I'm really looking <laughs> forward to like revisiting the story, which I turned in in September. But, you know, it takes a minute to get those copy edits back. So I'm looking forward to like putting the final touches on this thing. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, I, I definitely I definitely know I'm not a screenwriter. <laughs> like I know what I'm not, but I think that I can do. I think I think it's about it's exciting to me to be con- to be constantly evolving. Um, and actually this world, if you're, if you are somebody who makes a living as an artist, for the most part, it does require you to be evolving in one way or another. Um, and I, I don't know, I find it exhilarating to do that, but, um, I'm looking forward to, I'm glad that this book will exist, but it kind of doesn't need me to, to tend to it in mm-hmm. a way. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. like with a novel, like you definitely have a period of time where you're like, people really want to talk to you about it and it, and have you explain it to them or have a conversation with you about it. And there's like, you know, like a year life cycle or something like that. But I feel with this book that I actually can just like kind of launch this sucker and it speaks for itself. Like I am going to spend a month like really hardcore promoting it. And obviously I have, you know, I do some paid speaking engagements, things like that. Happy to do it. Happy to talk about it. Hmm. But it really is just a finite object not a lot of nuance <laughs> to it. Do you know what I mean? Like it's not, yeah. it, there's a lot and it's, um, it's easy to read and it's dense with, with ideas and voices, but it's not, there's not, um, there's not layers to it. Sure. Um, so I thought it was called a book, what book list said in a starred review, a fantastic set of essays. Readers of this collection will feel surrounded and bolstered by like-minded people who've been in the trenches. And, uh, Kristen Kusick-Lewis, the editor at Real Simple, 
had just said it's right up there with Anne, Anne Lamott's Bird by Bird and Stephen King's on writing. And of course it will be. It'll just be sitting there on my desk. Oh my gosh, I hope so. Gosh, thank you for saying that. <laughs> it's so nice of you. I would just be so great. I just wanted to like fly out into the world. <laughs> like the t- the touring that I'm doing, it's it's a lot of it is in conversations with like well, there's all different kinds of things. Like some of it's Zooms where it's just a one-on-one interview and some of it is panel discussions. I'm doing a great event in New York, in New York City. Oh, actually all of the events are great, but the I'm, I'm doing one with, for Books or Magic, whether it's um, Mira Jacob and Alex Chi and Kristen Arnett and Emma Straub at, at St. Anne's Church. And that'll be really, that's a really spectacular venue. It'll be really fun. So um, there's some write-alongs that I'm doing where we're all just going to get together. I'll give a little bit of a talk and a prompt. And then we're all basically like me and whoever wants to show up, or are just going to sit there and write together for a while. So all of these kinds of, you know, this is the energy that I want to give to it to launch it into the world. Like I just, it's just so dazzling to me that anyone gives a shit, you know, like it's cool <laughs> that people can. Sure. Always you feel that way when you put a book out, you know, you're like, there's just like a moment where you're like, Oh, you're going to read this? Amazing. (laughs) Yeah. Very cool. Well, congrats on the work. Um, A thousand words available January 9th. I will link to your home base there, jamieattenberg.com. And you mentioned these newsletters. How can we learn more about uh, Craft Talk and the 52 Project? The um, Craft Talk, I mean, you can just basically Google my name and these things are going to show up. But if you go to thousandwordsofsummer.substack.com, that is going to be craft talk. That is free. Um, you can, if you subs- do become a paid subscriber, there is a community aspect to it and there's discussion threads and things like that. Um, the 52 project is completely a paid subscriber project, mainly because we're talking about some like personal issues like we're definitely talking about there's a lot of i know that there are some male subscribers but it is really i think mainly a lot of women that are subscribing to it so we're talking about health issues we're talking about menopause but we're also just talking about really fun stuff just like sort of being out in the world um and that and so anyway so it's paid because i just really wanted people to sort of feel like anyone who was commenting was like on board and in the same in the same place and i wanted to feel i hate saying this phrase but it is a safe space <laughs> yeah so both of those both of those exist and they're really fun and i you know they're weekly and i love connecting with people so please come very cool join us yeah yes hashtag thousand words of summer this has been really inspiring i hope you come back and wrap with us again um in the future and can't wait to talk about of course um we got coming up a reason to see you. Um, yeah, so come back and uh, wrap with us again. And it has been truly a pleasure. Yeah, nice to meet you. Thanks. Bye, everyone. Thanks so much for joining us for this file. And if you're a fan of the show, simply head over to writerfiles.fm for more. That's writerfiles.fm. <laughs>